You say teenager, I say toddler. Two longtime friends in different seasons of parenting process the past while dealing with the craziness of today. Enjoy! Welcome back, everybody, to You Say Teenager, I Say Toddler. Teenager, toddler, teenager, toddler. Pulling double duty today. I am. It's your host with the most. I'm Kurt. I'm Leanne. And we are excited here. We are wrapping up our Bachelor Bonus. Bonus. Almost. This isn't the last episode. Bone us. As far as I know, we're second to last episode, praise Jesus, of the shit show that has been Matt James's season 25 of The Bachelor. And let me tell you, there probably was some bonus going on in those (laughs) fantasy suites, at least by one of them, I would say. We'll get to that in a minute. We will. You know what? You had us say our names and it made me think like... We haven't introduced ourselves in a while. Have we not? <laughs> no. So people who stumble upon this podcast, like for Bachelor content, are probably like, who the fuck are these people? Um, so why don't you introduce yourself right quick? So yes, I'm Kurt. I am a single gay father living in Los Angeles with my 17-year-old daughter. Oh, that's it? Oh, okay. Um, I'm Leanne. And I am an old married mom living in Austin with my three-year-old toddler son. Three-year-old. I know. He's so cute. I, Kurt and I have known each other since we were in high school, or at least since I was in high school and he was in junior high. So we did the math one time. Let me attempt again. Hold on. 27 years. We've known each other for 27 years. Fuck shit. (laughs) We be old. Just a little bit. I so, am yeah. almost 42, Kurt. I Let know it. Yeah, three months away from 42. Oh, see, I got an old lady friend. I just Mom, if you're listening, your youngest child is about to be 42. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Tell me about it. Write us, text us. How does that make you feel, Mama Leanne? Um, Leanne's mom. So, um, yeah. So for those of you that are stumbling upon this, please go back and start with episode one. I think you'll find it very enlightening in the middle of the pandemic and the black lives matter. Hoorah. It started yes. last summer, but what we've been doing is we have been re we've been spilling the tea each week. We made a commitment to each other. It's been a bit daunting at times. And I know that especially because Leanne is Right now, she is the editor, and it's been really daunting on her, but it's nice. We've had a lot of fun, and we're getting a lot of downloads. But for those of you that are regular listeners, please let us know. what Have you been listening? Is anybody out there? Have you... We're getting downloads, but have you been listening? Have, have you the been regular listener, Are the regular listeners, the downloads, have the regular listeners been enjoying the Bachelor content? Would you like us to continue recapping Bachelor stuff on our Patreon? This was a bonus that we were just kind of like doing as an experiment. Get it for free. It was free. On the main podcast, even though it really doesn't have a lot to do with parenting. Um, but we would like to know if you would like us to like pick back up with some recapping type episodes on our patreon yeah let yeah. us know because leanne's a reality tv whore and now she right she's i'm or she's trying to convert me to her sins and i am becoming a sinner 
bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I love some reality TV. Yes. Can I just tell you a couple of other titles, folks? Uh, Summer House just started back up again. Quarantine version. Lovely. We're enjoying that on Thursday nights. Temptation Island. Mm -hmm. Summer House. Uh, you can get, I think you can get earlier episodes, like you can start from the beginning on Hulu, but right now the the most recent season is, is on uh, Bravo every Thursday night. Temptation Island is on something, Lifetime? That's um, eye candy. Tuesday nights. Yeah. My husband likes Temptation Island. I, I'm not a huge fan. I get kind of bored for some reason. And Married at First Sight, though, is probably what has been my guiltiest pleasure as of late babs and i you know we should another season babs and i she made me watch it i watched one episode and i was hooked that was a lot of fun that Married was with jamie sight. yeah that was with jamie and the ball well the ball guy jamie and then the fiery oh, the redhead. redhead yeah the fiery redhead that was a good was that a good season compared to the other ones yeah i mean i think a lot of seasons are good but um yeah that was a that was a good season i think we've had this conversation before i forgot about that i don't know if it was on the air or not so that's why I kind of repeated it but yeah you're right we have it's another about it. fascinating social experiment and that's what what um I like most about reality tv is whenever it's a social experiment like this so um you know like bachelor is just a very strange social experiment in a controlled environment in a if you can call that controlled. Um, so speaking of which, let's jump right on in. This week was Fantasy Suite Week. And remember, for those of you that are just jumping in, I am a, I just had my bachelor cherry popped. <laughs> so this is my first Fantasy Suite episode. Um, so, Leanne. Yes. Is this how the normal fantasy suites go down? Were these like contained? Were these lame? What are your thoughts? Um, well, let's see. The last bachelor was Peter. Peter. Hmm. And Peter was a very sex positive individual, hmm. but he was very much so in love with a girl who was a virgin and planning to save herself from marriage. It was one That's of no the fun. nine. Well, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> to each his own. Right? It can be. A, we can talk about that. But she didn't bother telling him that till late in the season. And she kind of had oh. basically decided that if he sleeps with somebody else, I don't want to be with him. But he didn't know that was a rule she had kind of thing. <laughs> That's an unfair rule that he didn't know about. I mean, I'm kind of oversimplifying here but it made for drama and usually so okay so usually what happens guys in fantasy suite week there's usually three people left right and this is their opportunity to spend time off camera no crew around and just talk no mics on them and they can discuss things that they don't feel comfortable discussing in front of the cameras that they don't want aired on national television. And so it's really Uh. a huge opportunity for them to truly see, like, are we compatible? Compatible enough to get engaged in a week. So normally after hometowns, the contestants really don't see each other anymore for the rest of the journey. So fantasy suites usually happen independent of the other contestants that are still around. Well, last season, uh, last bachelor season with Peter, they stuck all the same, all the girls in the same hotel room or same hotel. No, even in the same hotel room, they had to share a room 
Oh. Kind of like what you saw this season, although this time I guess the girls weren't necessarily sharing rooms, but they were in the the same hotel because they're it's the quarantine version. Uh-huh. So two seasons in a row, the women have to face each other after coming back from spending a night with the bachelor. <laughs> and that has created more like drama kind of vibes, obviously, because at this point they all have really strong feelings. They have all told him that they loved him. So in this episode, you saw some people, Rachel in particular, Rachel Kirkinell was uh-huh. just kind of falling apart for a while. So yeah, that that did create a bit of drama these last two seasons. But normally it's not about the drama between the girls at this point in the season. It's about who is he going to choose and watching their love story unfold. Let's begin at the beginning, though. Shall we? This I love episode. How Chris... go, oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. You had something you were going to say, girl. I'm going to cut you off. Well, this was new, a new thing in Bachelor World where Matt was. Matt had to sit down with his father at the beginning of the episode. And his father, as we've learned throughout the season, was kind of an absentee father. He left the family, I guess, after cheating. Or maybe the mom left after the dad cheated. And he just kind of wasn't around. And so they have a sit down to talk about some things. And it was very tense and anxiety producing. What did you think of their conversation? I thought it was really productive. Now, we don't know what ended up on the editing room floor. Um, At first the dad was getting defensive and that was bothering me, but it was a good lesson for me to like watch that. And like, I don't want to get defensive when I'm, when Babs approaches me about stuff, but I really felt like he turned it around. I felt like the dad was trying Mm -hmm. that he was apologizing. Matt really ran the show. I mean, I'm proud of Matt because he's like, I'm not, but again, he's 29. I love how he's not like he's 39, but he's like, you know, why can't I be in a, I haven't been in a relationship or, you know, and I'm like, well, you're 29, but he wanted to, he wanted to explore. And like a true 40 year old. He wanted to explore, like, what is it that pushes him away? And um, he, you know, he had a combo with his dad. His dad got heated there for a minute, but it took a turn where, you know, his dad was seemed to be very open to listening. Um, I do it's so funny. I saw Chatty Broads. They had it on their meme today and I should have done that. It was, there was a funny moment. It wasn't intentional, but Matt was like, if I wanted to celebrate, cause the dad at first was like, Hey, we're here just to celebrate you. And he, Matt was like, if I want to celebrate, I go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess he was referring to his childhood, but at one point Matt was crying. Cause it sounds like the mom moved out when the dad was cheating and the dad got defensive and blamed the mom at first. And that's where it got kind of intense and things seemed to get, take a better turn. Then we came up for some air, but Matt told the story about how his dad would just come by and bring him shoes and take him out for pizza. And he's like, Matt was like crying. He's like, I didn't need shoes. I didn't need pizza. Like I needed my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, So it sounds like he was pretty absent there. Yeah. But Matt was really positive. He's like, I want you in my life. I want to move forward. And the dad seemed to be open. So what did you think about it? Well, I thought it was really brave for them to showcase this conversation and that a lot of people could really benefit from it. Um, Because really tough conversations like this, they're so hard, but they're so healing, or at least they have the potential to be. The problem, like I started seeing on Twitter... People saying things like, 
this is really uncomfortable and they shouldn't have aired this. Really? Or like this is entirely mm. too private. You know, we shouldn't be watching their therapy session essentially. And it turns out I did hear, and I haven't listened to the interview yet, but apparently Rachel Lindsay, who we've talked about a lot, did do an interview on the bachelor party podcast. I think it's called. And she discusses that this conversation perpetuates negative stereotypes about black fathers. Oh, and that Matt did not want to do this, that he was kind of, she said, I can say for a fact that he wasn't comfortable with this, but production moved forward with it anyways. So I want to go listen to what she has to say about it because it definitely kind of, after seeing those tweets and hearing that she had a different perspective on it, I was like, yeah, you know, I guess I started out thinking like, wow, this is really brave of them to put this up. This is really brave. And, you know, I guess I was just kind of thinking of the potential that it had to help other people, but it may be too much at the expense of their personal lives. So I hope he doesn't. I hope he gets enough positive feedback that he doesn't regret it. I hope it was healing enough that he, you know, at the end of the day, doesn't regret doing this on camera because yeah, I really think it can help a lot of people in their own family relationships. And I don't, I I probably can't say this again is in my situation, but I don't think it matters what color his dad is. I mean, he's an absent father and they were like dealing with this. Like, I, I agree with you. I think this could help a lot of people. I didn't look at it like that. Yeah. Which could be our, our lens that we're working Mm -hmm. on. Right. I will say, you know, like I really felt for both of them and I did feel for his father because at first he was defensive talking about, you know, well, I lost my dad at five Mm, and, that's right. You know, yeah. He, he, it sounds like it was not an easy upbringing. And so it was kind of at first looking like it was just the cycle of dysfunction, for lack of a better word. It's like I had no one showing me how to be a father. So I didn't know how to be a father to you. And so they can both be walk away from the conversation really, really proud because Matt's saying it stops here. It stops here. This is not what I want. For my own family. That was not what I want for my relationship with you. And also his father stopped being defensive and just said, I'm sorry. You know, all of his reasons for lacking as a father may be completely valid. But at the end of the day, he just said, I'm sorry. And they both like seem to really want to stop that cycle. It it was it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, yeah, no, I, I did like how Matt was like, no, I, I, it stops here and I want to move forward with you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting, though, to hear that it was pushed by production. Yeah. As far as I know, like I said, I haven't listened to much mm-hmm. of it and everybody has their own perspective of the way things went down, but I want to go check that out. So anyways, that started off the show and it was really kind of an emotional, it was... It was a little out of place. I don't really remember ever seeing anything quite like that on The Bachelor. I've seen families have some tough conversations, but I've never seen them be like, okay, you sit down and hash out your past, like a therapy session. It was, it was strange in that regard. So anyhow, there's that. Then the first person that he goes out with is Michelle. 
Michelle. Michelle, we love you. We love Michelle, but I have fears. Oh, my fears are there. That she's going to get her heart broken. Yeah. Yeah, I think But we'll so. get to this when we talk about that person. We're talking okay. about Michelle right now. Okay. But um, their date was interesting. And I know, again, they're being really creative in COVID. There's just so much you can do with the same resort, you know? But they had like their spa thing and it was like a Pennsylvania spa. And they're like rubbing butter on each other and sticking <laughs> their feet in oatmeal. There's like a milk bath. And you know what I was thinking? Because it wasn't like a spa room. I was just picturing it just seemed uncomfortable. because I felt like I was doing those things in my bedroom. You know, it yeah. wasn't like a spa. It just felt dirty. Yeah. Like, yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. No, I totally yeah. get that where it's like you set up a tub <laughs> at the end of your bed and then like, you yeah. know, you stick some oatmeal in it and then. It's like, let's put a little plastic sheet down over the bed and rub butter on ourselves. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And then it didn't seem very fun. Yeah. yeah. Like now we have to clean all this up, you know, which is weird because I'm sure the, um, the resort has a spa. So it might have been an actual spa, but it was just weird. It could have been. Yeah. It it didn't feel that way, but yeah, it was kind of weird. And then like, you know, she looks like a total queen when she comes, you know, to dinner and Again, we end up in front of that same fireplace, man. These dinners are so boring. And that's just when, you know, they get in touch with their feelings. And Matt was sharing his personal growth with her. I think he talked about his dad. And, you know, Michelle did say, I love you, Matt. Mm -hmm. And I do want to mention, because it's important, as we continue these dates, that Matt didn't say anything in return. Nope, he didn't. He just kissed her. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if they have an agreement like, hey, I can't tell you I love you because, but he said something pretty similar to a one person. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was anything I missed with Michelle's date. Um, he did talk with her about his dad, um, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a difference there between the strong foundation of family that she grew up with and what he experienced. But like they kind of acknowledged their different experiences and how they help them grow and all that you know how it will help them and then uh oh so then they have their like fantasy suite so do you think they slept together what do you think i don't know i don't really know that i ever necessarily speculate a ton on that because you know you can have a lot of intimacy staying up and talking all night and be on cloud nine and you mm-hmm. can have a lot of intimacy without actually having like physical intimacy without actually having mm-hmm. sex and stuff. And so I think some people will be like, oh, she was glowing the next morning. And I'm like, every woman in love glows, you mm-hmm. know, Aww. I remember the first night that my husband and I stayed up to the wee hours of the morning talking and hanging out. Aww. And that's all we were doing. And I just like, I was just like, and you don't want to go to sleep and you're just, you know. You're on cloud nine. You're just so in love. And so I, I don't know. I, I don't really think that there's any true signs. They make it look that way, but it's kind of like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I live in the morning. Everyone has hair and makeup done. And like, you know, <laughs> they, they, they like, yeah, it's like, hi, good morning. We filmed in the afternoon. Just, just curious. So what do you think? On. Do you think they had sex? Was she acting like a woman that had been plowed? <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Yes. Audience. Can we give Leanne? Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. That's my girl. I was going to say, does she look like she got pounded? (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't think she, I don't think so. I I do feel a vibe with one of them that it might have happened. Um, if I think if, I think if it happened with any of them, it wasn't with her. But I like to speculate. I like to live in a fantasy land because it's not like I'm getting any right now. So um, well, he has been locked up for a while, and she was the first one to have a date. So he, I'm sure he was like you know feeling. But I pretty- just wonder. But here's the thing you got to understand too. They, uh, but they both know, and the women know he's going to do this. He's going to have three private dates with these women. Right. And do I want to like, what do I have to lose? Do I just want him once or do I, I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. Right. You know, right. I was kind of yeah. thinking about that. Um, and then Miss Bree, it was so funny because Bree keeps drug giving drug into these dates that she's not crazy about. Yeah. And their date- dates. Yeah, and their date just did not look fun. I mean, if you're going to go camping, yeah, let's hike up in Colorado and go. But it was just kind of like in the middle of the woods, like you're camping. And at first, I thought that was going to be their fantasy suite. And he like told her, he's like, no, we're staying here tonight. And she's like, huh? They did one couple dirty one time. They had to stay like in a, it was a tent or maybe it was a RV <laughs> or something like that. Oh, it was on friend season. And she was like, this blue. Or maybe it was Ari's season, uh, but it was with Becca Kufrin, and she, yeah, she got some crap ass date like that where it was like, "Thanks, jackasses, <laughs> what a fantasy." Interesting. So they like kind of hung out in the woods, and they go to dinner. And oh, I love their thing. Were thank God, I was like, somebody's got to say it. They finally were joking about pitching a tent. I'm like, somebody's got to joke about the pitching of the tent. They pitched a tent together, like literally, mm-hmm. though, and they did it. And. Um, <laughs> Let's see what I, you know, Kurt takes notes here because there's just so much going on. And then he keeps looking over at the notes, making a bunch of noise with his headset. Leanne is the noise queen. Leanne is the noise queen. And I know you're the editor. I'll hail the editor. I give you massive props when I take over or when I help. Oh, it's going to be fun. Um, You know, it's interesting though, because they end up at this pretty cabin and like she's on his lap. They're popping some champagne. Oh, but I do want to back up a minute before getting back to after Michelle's date, she comes back in and the other girls are sitting there. Yes. And you can tell they're all trying to like, of course they ask. You can't even tell they say it. Like Rachel just talks about how uncomfortable she is and like what a hard time she's having. Oh, no, no. But I mean, the contestant, the person that came back from the date. Oh, Michelle was like, yeah, they they were just like trying to you can tell like, how was it? And you can tell they're not trying to like smile too much. They're like, yeah, it was fun or give anything away. Yeah, we you know rubbed butter on each other. Mm -hmm. You know what else, too, that I forgot to mention? (laughs) How sweet was it when she was walking out, Michelle, when she was walking out of their fantasy suite the next day? And he was on the balcony and he like yells down to her and she looks up and smiles and they blow each other a kiss. It was like this reverse Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. It was, it was really cute. I love that. I really did. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I'm fascinated with this place. It's the middle of Pennsylvania that like, looks like it's got like, a, you know what? Arti- I went and looked it up. A Parisian. It's crazy. So there's like a resort, but there's also like estates and homes and stuff for mm-hmm. rent and shit too. Apparently, I don't know. This thing looks like massive. Well, that's what they've been doing. Like all the houses the parents stayed in, or they're like. I just you know, thought they good- had a vacation rental book out somewhere in Pennsylvania, but I guess it's all on the same property. 
You know? But it was so cool though, looking out though, it was gorgeous. They're like in the suite, in the windows, it was just like, it looked so Parisian and there's this beautiful landscape. It was really pretty. Mm-hmm. But that was, I love that. Oh, I'm so scared. Michelle, oh my God, I Michelle. But she by far in a way is the best pick for him. I think so too. And oh, there's so much to get to though with that. Um, now, Rachel looked very uncomfortable and she voiced her, she voiced it. You know, I feel like Brie and Michelle were the adults in the room and mm-hmm. Rachel was just kind of like, oh, teenager, oh, this is bothering me. Oh. <laughs> so after Brie's date, of course, we go to Rachel. Mm-hmm. And I did not like how their date started out. Here's my thing. You know how I am. It's all about the vibration. It's what you focus on. So they start out and of course, her, he commented her energy was low. He knew something was up. And to me, it's like, dude, this could be your last chance. Do you want to focus on how you're upset that he's dating other women? Or do you just want to get in there and like get to know him and show you who you are? So they start off in pottery, which was kind of cool. And then she's like, we have to stop. We have to talk. Wait, so I don't even know if you told the audience that she'd moved on to Rachel's date. Was that it for Bree's date? Like, what do you think? Did they have sex? Did they have sex, sex, sex? Okay, I don't. I didn't feel a sexy vibe with Michelle and him, but I mean, he could have with Brie. I mean, I felt like she was all up on his lap, and I don't know. I feel like yeah, it maybe... didn't seem sexy, but it almost felt like like I knew he wasn't gonna. I knew she was going home that night. I knew she was. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he maybe didn't it was a for that reason broke. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they didn't at a risk. Maybe Farewell. he knew. We all kind of knew, I think, who was going to go home. I well, don't think after she would have been there. If Serena hadn't t- like taken herself out of the game, I don't think she would have been there. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and he had, I like Brie so much better than Serena. It's so interesting. Brie looks yeah. like, she looks like a statue. Her skin is perfect. Her hair is perfect. Her body's perfect. Brie has a wonderful career in front of her as a model or like an Instagram influencer or whatever. If she wants it, she's so unbelievably out of this world. Gorgeous. I just needed to yeah, say that. She is. No, I'm sure she appreciates that. Maybe she'll come on the show. So I don't know. I, I, with those two, I could just tell like after Michelle's date and then there was Bree's date, just the, the chemistry wasn't there. It just wasn't the same thing. I could just tell like, uh, this is probably not going to, go so well you know um i don't remember anything else too exciting um let's see i'm breathing or yeah oh yeah afterwards when she went to see the girls after she was like last night was everything i expected and a lot and a little more that's what she had made this comment (laughs) i don't think she said that in front of the girls did she i think she said that to the camera right Okay, maybe it was to the camera. Okay, it might not have been to the girls. See, look at me spreading rumors. She just rumor mill. that little innuendo. It was everything I expected and a little more. Yeah. It's the meaning like, Pitch oh. Pitching tents. <laughs> Pitching 10-inch tents versus eight. <laughs> a tent. At the height of the tent. A just tent. like I have a Just like I'm a tent. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we can't do anything with that word. Okay. Um, and then Rachel, oh, when Brie was coming back, Rachel was like, I don't want to see her. Like she was Miss yeah. Vocal. She we gotta said, have some drama. Yeah, she just said it out loud. I don't want to see her. It was like, damn, girl. I don't know what show you thought you signed up for, but you ain't the only one. So then, like jumping, we we jumped the gun. So here we're at Brie's date. I'm sorry, at Rachel's date. And Rachel just shows up with that energy. I was curious to see how she was gonna do. 
she was just low energy and she's like we need to we're making pottery she really wasn't that into it and i like how the instructor was like pottery it's like a relationship like with your pottery you never know what you're going to get you start out and it may be what you you may think it you have an idea but it turns into something else and i thought okay this is great we're getting lessons through art but Bree's like, we have to talk. And I love how they were like covered in pottery clay. You mean Rachel? And then they go to the, Rachel was like, we have to, I'm sorry, audience. Rachel, have, we have to talk. And I love how they're covered in like pottery clay, but on the couch, <laughs> they're suddenly clean, you know? <laughs> um, you know Except Rachel, later when they were making out, he was putting pottery hands all over her clothes. I was like, well, there goes those jeans. Oh, all I right, know, continue. right? I know. But like Rachel, then she starts off with her sob story. We needed a little violin playing in the background. Like, <laughs> oh, I just can't. I know you're with other women. And oh, my gosh. And I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm falling. Whatever. Just <laughs> wow, 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 wow. And he's like, and she's like, I didn't want to bring it up. But I did. And of course, he's like, you know, typical Matt, like, no, I'm glad you brought it up. And, you know, let's talk about it and blah, blah, blah. Then something happens and they're like making out. They're back in the pottery room, but the instructor's not there because they're just all like making out. There's like some pottery clay on each other. It's, you know, right, Leanne? <laughs> so like Leanne mentioned the jeans. I'm proud of you for paying attention to fashion. Which, by the way, when we're talking about fashion, Rachel's shirt was next level. Ugh. Is that insane? I don't even now? remember. I don't she even remember. She was wearing this Remind like kind of tank top, but like, you know how like, if you want to show off your midriff, you you wear something shorter. Well, this was like a normal size tank top, except the belly button part was cut out like a semicircle. I cannot believe you didn't notice this. <gasps> I don't remember Go seeing that. Go look it up. It I didn't. I was not oh. on board. It was really weird. Wasn't the back like that? That was the front. The front, like her belly button, was exposed, but it was like. Did she have a jacket on? She did. She did. Okay, I don't but remember that part. It wasn't Ooh. zipped up. Her jacket wasn't zipped up or anything. You could absolutely see her shirt. You know what? Go look it up right now. Go look up Rachel's shirt on Fantasy Suite State. I'll okay, pause. keep talking. We'll pause. Oh, okay, okay. I'll keep talking. Um, I'll keep talking. Well, if you want. So, yeah, sure. So Rachel is like, you know, throwing herself a pity party. She's gotten all up in her thoughts. And she, she can't just come right out and like walk up to him and be like, look, I'm low energy right now. I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. So can we just talk about it and try to squash it out before we begin our date? See if I can get to a better place because I really want to enjoy this time with you. That would have been, you know, the more mature thing to do. But instead she pouts like a 16 year old girl and, you know, lets him know that she's like pissed as hell, but won't actually tell him she's pissed as hell and having a problem. And I don't know if he finally said something or if it was her that initiated that conversation, but I was glad that they went and sat down and he, you know, he validated her because he is in love with this girl. He completely and totally Apparently. validated her. Yeah. He, this is who he wants. This is really who he wants. I'm so curious to see how this all okay. breaks down. Go ahead. I am pulling it up. Okay, the picture that I found is she's sitting on his lap, of course, and I can't see it. She's got her uh, apron on. Okay, well, never mind then. Um, that's not helpful. You got to look at the picture of them like walking together or something. So, when you find it, you can send it. Okay. Um. So they had their conversation. And here's the thing. Suddenly, though, this woman can do no wrong. Suddenly Matt's perked up and it's very obvious that like he is really into her. And mm -hmm. I'm, again, we don't see everything that goes on, 
what ends up on the editor's floor, we're not going to get to see. But the way that they're portraying it, I'm just like, you had this date with Michelle. And like, now you're into Rachel? It's like, come on. So... But you keep saying I'm, that's the show. Hmm? I I said you keep saying that's the show. What Wait, this, okay. Repeat what you just said because apparently I didn't understand you. Well, because you're on your phone, you're not, you're not paying attention. I'm to trying me. to find a picture of her, but I'm listening to you too. You're saying Any that Rachel way. can do no wrong, but you were just with Michelle. Yeah, but he was just with Michelle, and like. No, it, but like he had this great date and then like here's pouty Rachel and he's like, oh, I'm really into you. Yeah, it's okay. So I just, you know what's funny? I feel like we have like the good girl Michelle, the woman you want to bring home to mom, the good mother, the Michelle okay. Obama figure with the students, the teacher. He even commented on that. And then you have like, and he made a comment about Rachel. Like, I really like her. She's sexy. She's sophisticated. You know, I think he just really wants to bone Rachel. He really likes her. And maybe he did Okay. in the fantasy suite. You think he did? I think he did because then they go to their date and they're in another like lovely home, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, do you think it was the nicest candles. one of all of them? Like they now gave that them you the mention it one? probably. Okay. Now that you mention it probably, you know what I thought was unfair too? When they go into the bedroom, you know, she pulls him on top of her and, you know, they're getting all like, you know, really into it. There's fireworks going outside the window. Did the other ladies get fireworks? No. No. They did not. So I thought that was just kind of like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. And And here's the thing. She tells him, I love you. And Matt said, I'm falling in love with you. Matt said that to her. Yeah. Which I think he said that to her before, hasn't he? Do not remember. No, I, th- I well, think he of her said as it like to this her cat- Serena. <sighs> Sorry. Mm. I remember this Serena. But, you know, I just feel like Rachel's this kept princess. That's just what she is. You know, this young kept princess. It's like, oh, no, Matt's with other people. I don't know. I just feel like it's just set up for, okay, Matt, is this what you want? You know? Yeah. You go for- I feel like it's like Michelle is like who Matt here, I'm going to get deep here. I feel like Michelle is like who Matt sees himself as. Like, that's like what he wants to be. But here's this like young sorority girl that's like getting his attention, you know, and the wild girl. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? It's like, okay. You know how I was saying that, like, we've talked about this before, that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And so, so when you're younger... And you're not, you you know, you haven't developed that frontal lobe and you haven't um, worked on yourself and gotten over all your bullshit and done your psycho an- psychoanalysis and stuff like that. You're attracted to different people. Once you've done all that work, you start being attracted to different people. And I feel like Michelle is who he would be attracted to after another year or two of therapy because oh. he would genuinely be attracted to her and she would be good for him. Right now, yeah. Rachel is who he's attracted to pre really digging in and dealing with this bullshit that's what i feel like and maybe because matt's not totally healthy yet i mean none of us are totally healthy but he has quite a ways quite a bit of work to do right he's attracted to rachel because she has work to do too maybe maybe like attracts like and that would be okay subconsciously subconsciously i i guess i just kind of feel like also too that either they're not showing us stuff with rachel 
or there really just isn't anything there. But I haven't seen any conversations between the two of them or any interactions that would lead me to believe that he that that he's like that deep conversations. Of, yeah, that, like, it doesn't I mean, seem like there's a lot of substance there with that relationship and that it's really just kind of a lust physical chemistry thing. Especially when he said, oh, she's classy, she's sophisticated, she's sexy. He said like several, I was like, oh, okay, we get yeah. this, Matt. And they were all, but, you felt like all the compliments were of a physical nature? I do. I do. Again, like Michelle is who he wants to, he wants, but he's not ready for Michelle. Right. Michelle's, and that just breaks my heart. You know what, though? I think we're going to see what's going to happen here. Um, Chris went hard in the paint because Rachel was the winner. Yes. The, yeah. I'm afraid. I mean, people have said that like on social media that maybe mm-hmm. he was being so defensive because she's the one that got chosen at the end. He was trying to protect her and, and make America still be excited about the love story that unfolds between them. But, you know, you said something so interesting though. So you're saying like Michelle is who Matt wants. Mm-hmm. I think what, like, are you saying that? Matt, Matt, Matt is, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me try to parse it out. Yeah. When he imagines a healthy wife and like, I'm going to be in love and this is what it's going to be like. That person is actually Michelle. Totally. That's who he wants. But like, you're saying that's not, but she's not who he wants right now or something. He, it's yeah. like, it's like, he's not connecting the two, like what it is that you really want in a marriage. And it's like, he's trying to fit Rachel into the box of the picture that he has, that he knows is actually healthy for him instead. Yes. Did I say that right? Maybe he's more attracted to her. Exactly. Maybe he, you know, you did. I really, thanks for breaking that down. Um, and like I said, maybe he's more attracted to Rachel right now. Um, I feel like it's like, oh, I just, I'm not ready to hang up those sorority girl pom-poms yet. Like I, this is young, you know, Rachel is younger Yeah. as well. Yeah. Matt and Michelle are closer in age, um, you know, late twenties. And it does make a big difference. It does. I mean, it was a very different person. What is Rachel? She's 24, 25. It was a very different person at that age than it was at, but what I, go ahead. But what I wanted to say, Michelle is. I can, I can see where Matt comes in and out of it. Like he wants to mature. He, his growth, the conversation with his dad, he wants to be that person that would be with Michelle. That's what I was trying to say. He wants to be the person that would be with Michelle, but he's not completely there yet. And he's falling for Rachel. Does that make more sense? Yeah. So like, it's like, he is, he is where he he wants to be that person that's for, that would choose Michelle, but he's not that person yet. Instead, he's the person that chooses Rachel, someone who's got growth on the horizon. Yeah, his knee jerk, his knee jerk choice is, yeah, still Rachel. Because honestly, looking back, I cannot think of any like deep conversations that we've had except with, oh, yeah, like I really like you. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Do you remember the date where he took her and he got her all those clothes and stuff? Mm hmm. So I remember him saying, like, this is me. Like, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to spend my time. Like, this is my vibe, I think, is what I heard him saying. I was like, your vibe is like the Real Housewives of New York City. That's your vibe. Um, it could be very well. He's a New Yorker. Well, and I mean, so he... that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what he thinks, like, Rachel's classy or whatever, because she would fit into the cast of the Real Housewives of New York. You know, Michelle absolutely would not. But it's like, if that's what you are 
attracted to. I wonder if it's like a status thing or something with him. Mm. I don't know. Wouldn't it be ironic? Would it be interesting? Let's say he did choose Rachel and then all this stuff comes out. I wonder how he feels about it. Do you, do you think? Well, he has said in his tweet or his Instagram or whatever he said, he's like, I'm finding out about all of this in real time. Just like you guys are. I'm devastated. You will be hearing from me. And have we heard from him? No, after the final rose, we're going to get to hear from him. And I, I, so remember after the final rose is being done by, um, Acho, I can't remember his name. He's a black man. He's the one that does, um, uncomfortable conversations with a black man. He's going to be doing the after the final rose and it's not live. It usually is, but it's not live this year. They're pre-taping it. So I'm sure they're going to sit down and like hash out quite a bit of all of this, all of this stuff that came up. Yeah. So wouldn't it be interesting though, that if he did choose Rachel, but now he has second thoughts because of what's happened. Of course. And he's like, oh, maybe I should have chosen Michelle Obama. Well, this would be like a Jed and Hannah situation in that like, you know, this stuff comes out about the person while the season's going on, but they've already filmed, they've already chosen their person. You know, Hannah found out about it afterwards, whenever everybody else was finding out about Jed being a douchebag and she had to break up with him. Oh, so this is not new to the Bachelor world. Mm. Let me ask you a question, though. Mm. Did this happen before the final episode, before the engagement? I have no happened? idea. I have no you idea. Don't, you don't know. Okay. The thing is, though, remember, they don't have their phones with them and all that stuff. Nobody's posting. So- oh, no, no. What I mean is, like, in real life, it's already happened behind the scenes before they knew what the winner was. Like, okay, let's say, like, the final episode aired where she proposed to him. I'm assuming that's what happens. And afterwards, it's like, oh, yeah, but we're not together anymore because the stuff came out. Or was right. it quite a bit later? I I don't really necessarily know that that I understand your question. If they're still filming, then they're not supposed to have any access to any to the outside world. Correct. So they yes. get engaged and they go off for their happy couple thing, finally away from the cameras. Maybe do a little like selfie videos. We're so happy and in love. And then they go back to their lives and they're not allowed to really converse. So the show will like super secret agent undercover, bring them together for happy couple um, weekends or whatever, because now they have months and months before they're allowed to truly be together in public so that they don't spoil the ending of the show. But yeah, no, I get all that. But what I'm asking, um, yeah, I know that this is all happening. They knew nothing about it during it the whole actual process yet, but okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. Honey. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So when the stuff came out about Rachel is what you're asking about? No, I was referring to the stuff with the other bachelorette that got that proposed to someone and then stuff came out after and they broke up. You said Jet or? Jed. Jed. So that happened after he had proposed, after they were together and had done the happy couple weekends. Then... They found out the stuff about him and the two of them had to come back together and break up on camera. And then the season was running at the end of the season. We watched their breakup conversation and they come together at after the final rose and have a conversation in front of the audience. And instead of celebrating, we're in love, we're engaged. What are the next steps? They're celebrating or they're not, they're not celebrating shit. It's a very intense, sad after the final rose. The couple's no longer gotcha. The experiment didn't work. Gotcha. 
Okay. Which no, I, is, I gotcha. may so, very well be what happens between Rachel and Matt. If he chooses Rachel and then all this stuff comes out and then the two of them have to sit down and have these very awkward conversations and maybe they don't make it even, they don't even make it to after the final rose. We'll see. So a lot of stuff could be going down. That we don't even know about it's been going oh, yeah. down. Yeah. It seems like it is. I mean, maybe that's why he has such an ugly ass beard. I get single oh. guy vibes from him. Oh, interesting. Mm. Interesting. See, this thing about how careful you have to be, though, like you have to coordinate this where you cannot be seen, give any. And now with social media, it's so it's not like you can just go somewhere. Everyone has a phone on them at all, a camera with them at all times. And, yep. and there are people that are like making money trying to spoil this show, like give you spoilers. So mm-hmm. that's got to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, interesting. Um, are the contestants paid? No, they're not. No. Oh, wow. You make a little bit of money if you get invited onto Bachelor in Paradise, but the only person making money is the mm-hmm. lead, and even they don't make that much for the filming. Okay, so Matt was Matt was making money for the filming. He, as far as I know, mm-hmm. um, but all the girls that left their jobs um, were not making any money, and they don't get styled until the very end. I think if you're one of the final two, you get a dress from the stylist. Um, you get to pick out a dress, but other than that, they paid for all those clothes, the evening gowns, their cute date clothes and stuff. Yeah. They, you have to, you have to leave everything and it could be a real financial burden if you go far in the show and you're away from work for eight weeks, 12 weeks. So wait, they get style, they get clothes for the show. No, that's what I just said. No, they don't. Oh, they bring their own clothes. They don't. They bring except all the last, their the own gowns. clothes. They yeah. Were... If they're going to, mm. if they're one of the last two girls standing and they're going to have that final conversation with him, one of them will get proposed to and the other one will get broken up with mm-hmm. that dress. I believe they get styled. But other than that, it's all out of their own pocket. Now the lead gets paid and they get styled. Yeah. You could tell Matt was getting styled. Now let's talk about real quick, this green sweater that he had on yesterday, (laughs) that green sweater. I didn't notice. Oh no. I knew you were going to say that. It was horrible. It was like a, it's very seventies looking. I remember brown pants that I didn't like. The brown pants were hideous. You know what style I don't like on men? I refuse to do it. The whole white shoes thing. I hate the white shoes when guys wear white shoes. And I think boring and dirty. Whatever. I don't like white shoes. No, I think we'll see. I hope. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I have some white Converse that I barely ever wear out of fear they're going to get dirty, and it's so funny because they're sitting in my closet. Yeah. So, like, what's the point? Exactly. Well, I always like step on my own feet, apparently, and then you can see it on my shoes. So, whatever. Throw um, them in the wash. They'll be ground. Actually, I need to pull those out. That's a good reminder. So, to answer your question, I do think he might have had sex with, if, if, with anyone. I just feel like things were kind of getting hot and sexy with those two at the end. Unless it was just for the camera, like Rachel pulls him down on the bed and all that. Um, they did not show the morning after with Rachel. Did you notice that? Are you sure? They did not. No, I didn't notice. But you know me. I'm not paying that close attention. I'm looking at my Twitter feed. You and that Twitter feed. I love it. Can we just talk about something for a minute? Yeah, let's do it. Have you watched the Meghan Markle and Harry interview with Oprah? <gasps> I've watched, um, I've read, I've read articles about it. I haven't watched the actual, is it you worth it? You can go on CBS, um, their website or on their app and mm-hmm. you can watch it. It's with ads, but you can still watch it for free. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was very well worth it. It was so good. Someone also, in the, in the terms of journalism, they said that they're like Babs generation and the younger generation, they're not used to seeing 
interviews like that. You know, Oprah is like, that's like a classic interview. And we just don't get to see that anymore. Done like that. Interesting. I don't know. I anyway, haven't really thought about that. But, you know, I don't think it's think that they're not it. doing interviews. interviews like that. I think it's that the, the kids aren't watching them like that necessarily. Or they're not, or they haven't, they're not used to seeing that kind of journalism, like what Oprah brought to that, I guess. I don't know the way it was worded. I was reading articles and articles about it instead of like going to watch the, instead of actually watching it. I think I may watch it because, it, you, you know, I'm fascinated with the monarchy. Yes. That's why I'm shocked that you haven't seen it, but it's just there in the Twitter feed, there was a lot about that interview from the night before. And some of the tweets were even like, um, you know, taking pictures of Oprah as if she were interviewing Matt from, you know, the bachelor, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Funny things were coming out of it, but probably my, my, the funniest tweet to me was someone posted a picture of Oprah, she, you know, Oprah waking up being like, you know what? I'm bored. I think I'll take down the British monarchy today. And that was the tweet, <laughs> but it was, it was just like, wow, wow. She's so incredible. And I, you know, I, I've never cared about the royal family all that much. You know, I don't like really stay in the know, but I've, I've known a little bit about what's going on, but uh, I did always really like Meghan Markle and knew that she was probably getting painted in a very bad light and that it was going to be a tough life for her to live. And so I'm very happy that they have gotten away and that they're living life on their own terms. It's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just fascinated that they came out. Yeah, and I'm fascinated that they came out and, out and were so outspoken about this stuff. I mean, they're like, you would think that they're really like the black sheep now, but I read in this article that him and his grandmother are still close. Um, yeah, he's not as close I, with yeah, the rest of the how, family, but you know. But I guess this means like they're not going to be at family events. They seem to be, and then I saw videos of like, I guess it was shortly after they were married. Like, you know, she was in that green dress, Megan and Harry were sitting down and then here comes Kate and... um William and they talk to people behind them, but totally like snub them. It's on camera. It's just like, you know, just hmm, public. I don't remember that part and how they treated them. Well, they didn't talk about that in mm-hmm. the interview. And it was they, an article. They had lots of, well, so that's, you know, conjecture from the media, which is a lot of what was discussed and, you know, the, what, how the British media was just painting this picture of her, you know, just being the villain, how they were villainizing her. And that the Megan firm, as they kept calling it, the firm, it was very like mafia kind of like, whoa, what is going on in the in the royal family? And it, the thing is, it's not really the royal family members. It's like these higher ups. It's a parliament. It's still running. It's like... I don't think it's the parliament. No, I mean, I think it's like these higher up. I, I don't understand it completely, even still after the interview because there's only so much they can say i would assume legally but you gotta go watch it it's fascinating and um don't you wish oprah could be like after the final rose the one breaking things down with matt james oh i love it but here's the thing you know me i was always fascinated with princess diana i guess i was a sophomore in high school or junior when she died and leanne i didn't realize this. she was 37 when she died yeah 37 it just it's her Megan and Harry's life is very, or Megan's life is, or it's very parallel to the Diana stuff. And I love how it was kind of eerie in a way, how Diana left both of her sons a trust because she kind of knew this may happen. And listen, it's like, don't cry big tears for them financially because she left them 8.9 million each and it grew to like 14 million, their trust. And he got money from their great, from the queen mom. 
she died in 2002. So the queen mom left both brothers money and they said that Harry was going to get more of it because he would never have an inherit. He would never get income from being king. And, you know, I just, I look at all this and I just wonder, I look at the monarchy and I'm like, so what? Who says you have to keep things going like this? Yeah. Does it give people, does it give people comfort? Yeah. Do, do the Brits like really just, they, they rely on it. It's a fantasy. It's like, so archaic. Who, it's so archaic. Yeah. Who, yeah. And where does all this money come from? These people have all from this the money. They owned a lot. Of, they own a lot of land, and, and they don't really. The prime minister, obviously, and the parliament run the show. The is so fascinating to me. That's why, I, again, I'm fascinated. And but it's like it can stop any time. Who? It's like we don't have to keep doing things like this, but we do. You know, right. and it just to show you when someone's mental health is in question how they're still like that stiff upper lip, like, oh, you can't get help, you know, show emotion. I mean, yeah. imagine if she had killed herself. She was pregnant. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And, the, and yeah. And they would have been. She's a Northwestern girl too. Yes. And she, you know, she's amazing. And I'm, I'm so happy that. <laughs> so happy. There's an American bringing down the monarchy right now. Two Americans actually. Um, <laughs> It just Wait, who's the second really American? Happy. Um, Oprah. Um, oh. so Oprah and Megan. Oprah and Megan. Oprah and Megan. <laughs> I love what you're doing. Shining, you know, a light, putting a magnifying glass on all of that. And is it, who is it? Ricky Gervais has been just like disgusting on social media about the interview. Is that who I'm thinking of? I don't know. That uh, famous um, Brit British journalist dude. He's He's pissing everybody okay. off, but anyways, okay. No, so that are was you a thinking long, a long way to I know, say but go I had, watch I had it. one more. Que- I had one more question though, because um, okay. you know I love this stuff. Obviously, they got paid to do this interview, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, it's not Ricky Gervais. That was wrong. I don't remember this guy's name. Pier- oh, Pierce. Pierce. Morgan? Pierce. 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 Piers, what's his last name? I saw some article, Morgan. Yeah, Piers Morgan. I saw an article that like he resigned. He Good. resigned today Good. or? Good. From, so he was like, he was backlashing them. Like he was giving yeah, them like. Yeah, I mean, he was showing his white male privilege, his responses. It was just like, oh God, you didn't learn anything from that interview, did you? Or anything from anything that's been going wow. on. So anyway. I've heard some, in closing, from some friends who are, Brit- her parents are British and they're or older. That their their take on it is like, oh, she made her bed. She knew what she was getting into. She's, you know, mm, she's. You don't ever know what you're getting playing into. the victim. She. Uh, the other thing is too. I mean, ah, at least true. from her perspective, you know, she wasn't. They weren't being honest with her. They weren't being on. Just go watch it. Just for the love of God, go watch it. We could even do an episode recapping the interview. <gasps> oh my god! Yes, let's do it. Should we do it tomorrow? And sure. have to watch it tonight. Yes. How long is it? How long is it? I don't want to tell you. It's a two hours. An hour and a half. Okay. I'm going to say this in closing. I, because I brought it up and I jumped all over, but I was in high school and Princess Diana was killed. I yeah. got up at, I got up at 4 a.m. to watch her funeral. Oh, yeah, I was I devastated. When somebody came into the rec room in my dorms, it was my first week, freshman year at texas state at the time it was southwest texas and some girl came in and was like oh my god princess diana just died and a bunch of us were like um 
who you know like not necessarily who <laughs> but like why what like yeah. I, it didn't really compute with us because you know growing up in america it's the royalty is just not a big deal to us we don't we don't have any ties to that we just don't care we think it's a little bit strange and kind of fairy tale-ish and like pish posh that doesn't really exist <laughs> Pish posh. Yes. Pish posh. You know, it was just something that was kind of like in funny movies or something. So it didn't really resonate until later. I tell you, whenever it really started to resonate for me um, was when I was a bit older and went to England by myself and saw some of the memorials up for Diana and such. And did you visit her grave? I don't remember. It, she's buried on an I island. I, I guess not. not. I guess I would remember that. I just remember that they had. She's you buried know, on an island. Yeah. And her coffin had to be weighted down with lead. The reason it was so heavy is because it's on an island and it would like brought we brought to the surface eventually because of the water. But, it, you know, See, I, I know a lot of stuff. It's terrible because, you know, the boys were young and it didn't need to happen. And the way that she died could have been prevented mm-hmm. had she not been treated the way that she was by the monarchy, by the firm, as they kept calling it. So go watch it and we'll discuss it. Yay, I'm so excited. Hey, but we need to wrap this up because I can hear my child crying. Oh, no. he Yeah, he's not alone, everyone. Just letting everybody know he's not alone. Yeah, he's not alone. He's with his father, but I can hear him crying for me. Oh, all right. Well, we just solved World Peace, Bachelor World World Peace. Peace. And next week we get to find out what happens. What We finally get to find out what happens and who they've chosen for the Bachelorette. Yes. And please let us know, you guys, your feedback. We, we're curious. We have downloads that we don't know. Is it our regular listeners? Is it random Bachelor fans, random people? Please, um, you can email us at teenagertoddler2020 at gmail.com. Please follow our Instagram page at teenagertoddler for extra good health and karma. Follow us. You can always reach out to us there and leave us a comment on the show. That really helps us uh, be seen by more people. Yeah, rate and review us. That really helps us, helps out the podcast and recommend to your friends and family. Share it with them. That's always really helpful. And if you want more content, we do have a Patreon page for the cost of a star, actually less than a cost of Starbucks coffee because my London Fog costs more than $5. But for $5, you can be a patron of our show and get extra content. If you sign up, it opens up all the previous content and you can get caught up with everything else that we've posted. And tell them where to find that, Leanne. Oh, I'm sorry. That is at patreon.com forward slash teenager toddler. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. All right. right. Well, this has been fun. We just saw Bachelor World Peace. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.